Dun-na-na. Dun-na-na. What are we doing, Indiana Jones? I think so. That might oh. be copyrighted, so we can't do it anymore. But anyway, welcome to Lessons with Mike. I'm here with my political guy. Zach. Yeah, and we're going to do another episode of the campaign trail. Do I get to be your, like, guest political analyst? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I like this. We're going to do 1864, but we're going to play as not Lincoln, and we're going to try and play as an abolitionist and see how that pans out. Who ran against Lincoln? Oh, like, gosh. What was his, like, platform? I know in 1864 it was McClellan. In 1860 it was Douglas. Stephen Douglas. Oh. And his platform was like, you know... We should probably keep slavery, and we should probably just be okay with it. So who are our options that we let's, can play against? Let's pull it up and find out. So, because it, like it was like one of those weird elections where there were like four people running. Wait, hold on. Hear me out. Yeah? We can win as a minority. Minority? I don't think they were allowed to run for office back then. There wasn't a rule that said they couldn't. They just couldn't vote. So I guess technically... There's no vote. They said they couldn't run. They just couldn't vote for themselves. Well, also, back in, like, the 1800s, a lot of Europeans were also considered minorities, like Irish or Catholics or, uh uh, like, like Irish were minorities, right? I guess we're not, well, I guess we're not talking about racial minority. We're talking about, like, demographic minority. Oh, it used to be, like, even, even, like, different types of white people were discriminated against. Like the Italians. Yeah, the Italians. But let's run as an Italian. But no. So I'm going to read this. Now, Abraham Lincoln runs as the Republican against his rival, Stephen Douglas. Slavery is the dominant issue and has caused two splinter candidates to step forward, Breckinridge and Bell, both with Southern roots. Lincoln begins the lead and must simply hold the Northern Coalition together to take the victory. The other three candidates must find some way to prevent a Lincoln victory. In that case, the House of Representatives will choose. See, I don't like that. We're going to win outright. We don't need the House. We're going to win outright. <laughs> We're going to make... Uh, Let's go. Let's read the options. Lincoln and Douglas are our two options, so it's not letting us play as the other people, but that's all right. And yeah, Stephen Douglas, Democrat from Illinois. Stephen Douglas, thanks to a Democratic schism, has little hope of winning the election outright. His path to victory involves throwing the election to the House and finishing in the top three in the vote count. In this case, he could win or at least deny the Republicans a victory. Douglas has been a proponent of popular sovereignty. But this compromise has lost its luster in North and South alike. If he is to deny Lincoln a majority, he must carry some Northern states. See, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Lincoln was very, like, you know, yeah. uh, up and down with slavery. Mm -hmm. So, like, he was like, well, I personally don't like it, but I'm not going to outlaw mm -hmm. it kind of thing. So if you have somebody who's full on saying, like, no, we're going to outlaw it. And then they might win. Out. Ooh, that's, we're going to try it. Pick our running mate. Our options are people I have never heard of. Herschel Johnson. Ooh, what about Horatio Seymour? I've heard of him, I think. Who? who oh. oh, yeah, I've seen that guy. He was the Her governor of New York. He was the governor of New York and is very influential. By selecting him, Douglas would be running with an all-northern ticket, but he could gain valuable votes in the nation's largest state. Seymour has been associated with the Hunker faction of the New York Democrats, who favor internal improvements and oppose agitation on slavery would take some cajoling and possibly more for Seymour to accept the nomination. So he's like... He's like, four? we don't want to... He's like neutral about it, I think. Okay, he's like, yeah, we, we don't want to be pushy about it. Yeah, we don't want that, that's yeah. not what we're going for. Other guy we got is James Guthrie from Kentucky. He was the Secretary of the Treasury under Franklin Pierce and paid off the federal debt. Okay. He is a slaveholder and slave... Oh! Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, Can't no, use him either. Hard, hard pass. Sorry, James, but... Uh, but you suck. You're basic. We ain't having you. We ain't having you. Hey, buddy, come here. Come here. 
Are you guys recording right now? We're recording an election playthrough of the 1860 election. Okay, give me one second. We're going to be abolitionists in the 1800s. All righty. We're going to pick Herschel Johnson, the former governor of Georgia, who has stated opposition to the fire eaters and talk of succession. He's one of the last leading Democrats in the South who have not bolted to the Southern Democratic Splinter Party. Unfortunately, it's not very likely that Johnson's pregnant will help Douglas compete with Breckenridge or Bell. I think we got to go with Johnson. Yeah, because he's the only one that's like not said anything about slavery. But let's just be honest here. He's yeah. a Democrat in Georgia. Yeah. He's probably okay with slavery. He, he might have had a slave or two back in the time. We really, maybe we don't, maybe we don't know. We're going to do winner take all. And we're going to play this on normal difficulty, listeners. Here we go. 25 questions. Question one. What do you have to say about your running mate? There's only one option. I'm proud to share a ballot with him. question two how should your party address slavery now remember we're going full abolitionist full on full on they should have more rights than we do they should yeah we're gonna make it that way i have always supported the democratic ideal that the citizens of any state should be allowed no we're not gonna do that the threat of a southern schism has forced our hand we must not we must accept the protection of slavery nope nope we must make no further statements on slavery nope nope i hope popular sovereignty would resolve this but the institute in transience of the Southern Bolters has convinced me otherwise. I now believe slavery must not be permitted. Let's go. Since the Southern vote is lost already, this just might help you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the South wasn't going to vote for you anyway. Question three. To what extent do you plan to personally campaign? I'll break precedent by actively campaigning in New York. I'll break precedent by actively campaigning in Illinois. It's a bold move. But I will campaign for the Democratic cause across the North. Like most candidates, I will remain above the fray. And allow my supporters to stop. Fun fact, listeners: back in the 1800s, presidential candidates did not campaign, campaign themselves. Most that's pretty new because they didn't have cars. But uh, we're going to boldly campaign in the north about how much we want to abolish slavery. Let's go. That horse will die at the end of this trip. We're going to get multiple horses. Yep. There are some guffaws, goofaws, but you are enough of a mount back in the first place that you might come out ahead on this field. <laughs> Are you guys trying to lose? No, we're trying to win. Oh, we're okay. trying to win. We're we're gonna see. We're if, trying to win against Lincoln by saying we're gonna free the slaves. Because Lincoln was oh, wishy washy on slavery, so yeah. we're gonna be full on abolitionists. Yeah. I think a lot of people voted for him, not knowing that he would abolish slavery. Though he wasn't going to at first. He hadn't planned on it. it just kind of happened. And fun fact: he didn't abolish slavery. He only abolished slavery in states that were uh, rebelling. So Kentucky and Maryland got to keep their slaves. I think he would have lost the vote if uh, he said that he was going to abolish it. He probably would have. But we're going to win. We're going to try and win anyway. Question number four. What is your opinion on the formation of fusion tickets to consolidate the anti-Lincoln votes? We cannot sacrifice the prestige by making these deals. I will support any fusion tickets which can be organized, and I will withdraw my name from the slave state ballots. We're not even going to appear on those ballots. We don't need the slave states. Okay, that might be a bad idea. That would be a horrible idea. This is no time for false pride. Let's do what we can to build a fusion ticket where that action makes sense and worry about the rest when we get to it. I will never appear on a ticket with Breckenridge, but I will take my name off the ballot in the slave states except Missouri. Hopefully he and Bell will reciprocate in the north. Oh, that's interesting. If we take our names off some of the slave states, then they might take their name off some of the not-slave states. Let's see if that works. This move seems to help Bell in the South. He has removed himself from the Midwestern ballots. Let's go. Question five. How aggressively should your party attack the Southern Democrats? 
We've obviously had our falling out at the convention, but we will eventually need to rebuild. Going on the attack will make things worse. Nope. We need to make it perfectly clear we have no use for this secessionist splinter group and that we are a national party that represents democracy. We'll attack the Southern Democrats the same as the I, others. I think option two. I think so too. We yeah. burn them to the ground, man. Scorched earth. An appeal to sectional pride may be your only trick left. Wow, the advisors are not helping us this time. How aggressively should your party attack the Republicans? We may have our issues, but our primary attack should be reserved for the Southern Party and the ambiguous Congressional Union. Constitutional Union organization will attack the Republicans the same as any others. Lincoln and his party are abolitionists, whether they care to admit it or not. I don't believe a majority of the North could fully support them if this were fully understood. But no, we're trying to be abolitionists. Yeah, so we got to we got to attack uh, them just like anyone else. Yep. Will you keep your name on the ballot in Oregon and California, even if doing so might divide the anti-Lincoln vote? No, I have a good chance of winning them and I need every vote. I will take my name off the ballot in those states. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. We got to stay on the ballot. Yep. Depending on your goals, this could be reasonable. How aggressively should you attack the Constitutional Unionists and John Bell? This party has no discernible platform or political positions on any issue. They are the carcass of the pro-slavery wing of the Whig Party, masquerading as saviors of the Union. Ooh. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We'll attack them the same as any other party. Anyone who supports the Union is fine, but at least in comparison to the Southern secessionists of Southern Democrats. No, we're going to go with option one. Yeah. Tear them down. How much should your party emphasize its support of the Homestead Act? We don't care. This isn't about slaves. Anyway, <laughs> anyone? How is it not about slaves? The Homestead Act is not about slaves. What's it about then? I don't know what the Homestead Act is. <laughs> Options. This has been a democratic idea since Andrew Jackson. We support it completely. Part of any compromise with the Southern Democrats would involve a resolution in the territories. By what right should planters be denied their opportunity to purchase land? Anyone can see we support this, but our main emphasis should be on other issues. I think so. Or what do you think? I want to know what the Homestead Act is first let's before take I vote a, on anything. Let's take a quick break and look up the Homestead Act. The Homestead Act, enacted during the Civil War in 1862, provided that any adult citizen or indented citizen who had never borne arms against the U.S. government could claim 160 acres of surveyed government land. Claimants were required to live on and improve the land. That seems reasonable. Yeah. It seems reasonable enough. Yeah. The only problem is they're displacing Native Americans from that. But uh, I think at this point in the 1860s, many Native Americans were already displaced. Yeah. And a good bit of them, there were still some left, but many of them were dead at this point. But yeah, I think we should focus on our issues. Homesteads are a winning issue. There's no reason to hold back here. Silly me. Sorry, advisors. Question 10. If any southern states wish to succeed, would you use military force to preserve the Union? Let there be no question that I support the preservation of the Union above all else. If I am elected, this wouldn't happen. The question isn't relevant. Let's go. Because mm -hmm. we're going to abolish the slaves and everyone's going to be happy. But let's take a break and look at the way things stand right now. We currently are in the lead in, uh, I think, one state. Yeah, one state. We're in the lead in Missouri by two points. What Every, about in Georgia? What are we looking at Georgia? Georgia, we aren't even on the ballot. Uh, it's not even close. Well. California, we're only behind by two points. Let's try and win California. Next question. What should your party's position be on the raid of John Brown? We will condemn the activity of any such self-styled revolutionaries. John Brown was a fanatic and a lunatic. We will keep silent on this episode. We got to keep silent because we love John Brown. We love John Brown. Wait, who's John Brown? Oh, he's that guy who tried to free the slaves and start a slave revolt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to be spoiled. Did he succeed or not? Uh, no, he was killed. 
Oh <laughs> shoot! Okay. Yeah, they they, they kind of killed him, and then they hang they they did the whole hanging him thing. But it's an easy victory for you to criticize John Brown. Too bad nope. I'm not doing it. Nope. Should your party continue its familiar attacks on the Black Republicans as abolitionists and supporters of social and political equality for Blacks? Option A. Of course we should. This is one of the most effective attacks we have against the Republican shenanigans. Option two, it might be our best interest to play down such rhetoric. Our base in the North will vote for us anyway. It's not as if we will have any Southern support to lose at this point. I'm sure people out there will make their attacks on their own, but we shouldn't emphasize this too much. Two. Yeah, gotta go two. That's the most abolitionist. Do you believe a Republican victory would result in a flood of free blacks into Northern states and Western territories? Not at all. This argument has come up in the past, but we should take a more careful analysis of it this time around. We should hold back on this kind of rhetoric, given the unusual nature of this year's election. This is a logical conclusion of the Republican program if they succeed in closing off slavery and slowly extinguishing it. Um, I choose option number two. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's take a break and look at the map. We've still got the one state hanging on by... We're tied, but we still got the one state. <laughs> Let's go. I forget, like, half the states weren't a thing then. Yeah, they didn't have all these states then. But Was that the Louisiana Purchase? Louisiana Purchase was uh, these states here in this middle section. Oh. These states here, uh, no one really lived here yet except the Native Americans. But, uh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, they weren't states yet. Next question. What position should your party take on immigration and nationalization? We will attack the Republican embrace of immigration as opportunistic and disingenuous. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what party the know-nothings joined. Let's skirt this issue and attempt to focus our campaign on other things. The Democrats are in favor of our current laws. That's my position, and I stand by it. Now we're going to focus on other things, like abolition. Yep. There needs to be an option that makes me a full-on abolition, but unfortunately there is not. The Irish vote will be a huge part of your support. You need to keep them energized. Do you support further expansion of the United States into Mexico, Cuba, or the Caribbean? Ooh, yes, this will help. My party and I support the acquisition of Cuba and other territories if possible. Let's go. And look at that. We're up in Missouri. Oh! And now in California, we're in the lead. Look at that. We're in the lead in California. We're close to winning Oregon. Or Actually, we're behind by like eight points, but we can do it. I think we can do it. Uh, we're pretty low in a lot of these northern states, but our electoral vote count has gone from 9 to 13. So I'm making some progress here. How much should your party emphasize its support of a transcontinental railroad? A lot. We love the railroad, right? We love the railroad, right? Trains suck. No, trains are great, man. Trains are fun. I like trains. You ever been on a train? No, never. Yeah, I've been on a train. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, fine. We won't support the trains. You've never been on a train? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. You just broke, Drew. I, I, I don't think I have, no. The railroad is a winning issue in the North. There's no reason to hold back. Well, I did hold back. Would you support a compromise amendment which permanently protected slavery and in return for no further expansion? Absolutely not. Not only would this prevent a... Absolutely, I would. Not only would this prevent a war and preserve the Union, but it would remove slavery from the realm of political debate once and for all. Not really, I'm all for compromise, but how could we have a permanent amendment? Couldn't we have another amendment to amend that amendment? <laughs> the amendment of the amendment? They did that once with Prohibition. Uh, yeah, let's do that. We better to reserve judgment until after the election. Many moderates would support some kind of compromise. Well, what do the moderates know? They don't know much of anything, really. Yeah, moderates suck. Question 18. Do you have anything to say about the efforts to reopen the Atlantic slave trade? 
let's keep a low profile and hope it passes? Or this is the type of aggressive, expansive move by Southern Democrats that led to the split under no circumstances would I support the reopening of the Atlantic slave trade. Let's go. Boom. Opposition to the reopening of the slave trade is a no-brainer. Let's go. How are we doing? How are we doing? I think we might be able to win Illinois. We're close. And that's the land of Lincoln. If we won his own state from him, how funny would that be? He, wouldn't, be know, really he wouldn't know what to do. Do you have any comments on the par- on the paramilitary wide awake clubs that have marched in support of Republicans? No, I thought of a joke. Yeah, what's the joke? If we won Illinois, that would blow his mind. Like the theater. Yep. Every party has clubs and supporters. There's no reason to take special alarm in the wide awakes. In our volatile environment, it is hardly helpful to have many thousand young men marching in pseudo-military guard professing their support for the Republicans. Nah, we don't need to say that. Every party has clubs. What's your position on the Dred Scott versus Sanford decision? We hate that decision. That's a bad decision. The three-fifths compromise? No, thing? that's that's the one where they said that a slave uh, is property of the person who owns the slave. Oh, okay. So we don't like that one. So we're going to say we'll join the Republicans in denouncing this decision. Negativity on the Dred Scott decision is confined to the Republican vote. Well, I'm. We're doing good, though. We're only behind in one point. We could win Illinois. We could do it. Yeah. Unless our goal here is to lose every state, we're not doing too good. What position should your party take on the tariffs? Let's moderate our stance on the tariff issue a bit, given the peculiar nature. Even Buchanan appears to be changing his views. Everybody knows Democrats are the party of low tariffs. Yeah, low tariffs. Let's go. <laughs> no slavery and no taxes. We're going to win somehow. What is your position on the passage of personal liberty laws to flout the Fugitive Slave Act? These are the types of radical abolitionist measures which have caused so many problems. The federal law takes precedence, or I'm not going to make any statements. Yeah, we can't make any statements. I wish there was an option to, to have us make a more positive statement. Should the proposed constitution for the state of Kansas be accepted by Congress and Kansas admitted as a free state? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The action is perfectly in line. The will of Kansas clearly calls for free state admission. Let's go. How much should your party emphasize the support of canals and infrastructure? Let's avoid that completely. We want to keep our focus on slavery. Yeah, because who built the infrastructure and the canals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular state you want to concentrate on? I remain in Illinois for the final week. Yeah, yeah, we got to win Illinois. All right, let's see how we go. Election night has arrived. This is exciting. We have lost most of the North already. Oh, we just lost another one. Oh, oh, it's loading. That means we're close. That means we're close. We lost Indiana. We lost Kentucky and Virginia. Come on, give us something good. We lost most of the North now, officially. <laughs> we lost uh, Missouri. Most we, of the we, South. We did not have a very popular position. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, the people liked what we had to say about this one. But no, we, we're going to sweep the rest of the states. We're going to sweep the rest of them. Sorry, you've lost the election. <laughs> well, hold on. We got two. Where did we get the two? We lost Illinois. What we, I think we won. What did we win? You won a participation trophy. We go to final results. We gotta wait, and we're still we're still waiting on the results. It's not finished yet. We, we're gonna win these four states right here. We lost Iowa. <laughs> three states left. We're gonna win all three. Three in a row. Complete sweep. Let's go. I think it's broke. No, no, it's slowly going up. That just means the votes are really close. We're gonna win all three. Come on, complete sweep. It's one fifty-two to win, and Lincoln's got one eighty-one. Okay. We just lost all three states, <laughs> so we didn't win any of the final three states. But we got two electoral votes. 
And we got more popular votes than anyone else except Lincoln. Popular vote-wise, they didn't do bad, actually. We only won two. What electoral votes did we win? I'm very curious. Okay, so our closest percentage was in... They were very close in Illinois. Yeah, 46-52. We could have done it, man. We could have done it. Iowa, we got 43. Ohio, we got... What was our lowest percentage? I'm curious. Probably some really low number. It's Alabama. <laughs> wow, yeah. we didn't get a single vote. No, no, not a vote for Lincoln either. Yeah. It was Breckenridge. Wow. Well, now we know that you can't win on an abolitionist platform in 1860. <laughs> the more you know. It's fun. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.